I will not hold my peace. I will not rest while things are as they are and until they become what I see they can be and are going to be. In other words, he is a man who is consumed by this one idea. This thing has gripped him, it's moved him, he's wholehearted, his whole being is involved. It isn't merely parts of him, it's the whole of him. He doesn't merely do it now and again. Sometimes when he sees something particularly bad, he begins to think and then forgets all about it, goes back to the dull routine, uh, prays for, for a while, then forgets and goes back, and then comes back. There's nothing, to be, there's nothing spasmodic about this, there's nothing fitful, fitful about it. It has become his one concern, the passion of his life, the one thing about which he always speaks. It's become a burden upon his spirit. Now, the point I'm trying to establish is this. If you again go back and read, as I exhort you and beseech you to do, the history of any revival that you can find an account of anywhere, you will find that that is how revivals have always begun. God has thus put this burden upon somebody. One man, a number of men, it doesn't matter what the number is. That's how it always begins. If you like, a man becomes a sort of monomaniac about this. Always talking about it. I will take no rest. I will not hold my peace. Speaking about it. Telling people about it. Exhorting people to consider it. Thus I say, God begins to move. That was the truth about the prophet Isaiah. Of course, there were many people who thought he'd gone mad. They thought the same about Jeremiah. They said, what is the matter with these men who seem to be hopping on the same point always? Why can't they go back and let's go on with a happy routine of church life? Why always this one thing? Isn't this beating a dead horse? That's how they speak, you know. There has never been a man yet who has had a true vision of what the church of God should be and can be and who's contrasted that with her present position, but that he has begun to speak about it and has become obsessed by it and people have thought he is mad and they've criticized him. Why all this bother, they say, Auntie, isn't everything all right? That's what the false prophets were saying in Israel and they're saying it today. There are people who are actually opposed to the whole notion of revival. You can read their books in the Holy Spirit, you can read their articles in the periodicals in the Holy Spirit, and you'll find they don't mention revival at all. They don't believe in an outpouring of the Spirit of God, in spite of the history of the church. They don't seem to want it. God have mercy upon them. At ease in Zion with Zion as she is, and the world as it is.